We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rivals. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. What's up, everybody? Finally got that cat I've been talking about, but I never had one before. Any tips? All right, welcome back to another episode of the Budding Heads podcast. From Rams Talk Radio, I'm Steve Rivero. As always, I am here with Magic Johnny Gomez. Uh, Johnny, I'm not going to lie to you, I, I keep forgetting that we updated the theme song, and like like in my head when I'm listening to the intro, I just expect to hear Marcus Peters, and then this time it really caught me off guard when Todd Gurley started talking about his cat. <laughs> well, it was such a classic quote from Marcus Peters. You, you, it, it's kind of hard to adjust, because uh, same here, man. But still, I gotta say that that girly that that girl uh, quote with this cat that's gold, man. I I love it. I honestly love it. Uh, <laughs> I just I I thought like you just started yelling like "What's up, everybody?" like during the intro, and then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> nope, that's Todd." Uh, all right, I, here I, I we are. That <laughs> well, uh, Johnny, it's been a pretty quiet week 
for the Rams, all things considered, especially on on social media. I don't think anyone has been really. No one's been talking about the Rams this week. At, at least what I've seen, there, there's been nothing going on over there. Um, at least things that I'm willing to give space in my brain to. Uh, nothing escalated quickly either, by the way. <laughs> oh, good old Captain. Uh, <laughs> I well, I think I want to save the logo talk for the end because anyone who listened to Derek's show and and Mike Mike Stewart, former Ram Rams Talk Radio, which we hope you did, they talked about they talked about it for a while. So we'll save that for the end. There actually is some real Rams. Not that that's not real news. Uh, some confirmed real Rams news today that we get to cover, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about the logo and we'll talk a little bit about free agency coming up next week we're almost there it's the off season um but before we do guys please if you haven't already done it please give us a five-star review on apple podcast especially if you want to be entered to win a rams jersey that we will be picking up the tab for you to give us a five-star review send an email to ramstalk1945 at gmail.com with a screenshot of the review tell us who's entering you could dm it to us on twitter wherever just let us know who's entering and if it's good Someone will read it in the air. I'll read it in the air if you want me to. Um, but And, of course, as I mentioned, make sure you check out Rams Talk Radio. Had a good show this week. Uh, I, I actually listened to it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I do. <laughs> as, as I've said many times on this podcast before, I, I don't consume a ton of Rams content in the offseason. But I listen to that one because, like everybody, I want to hear people shitting on the, the quote-unquote official logo <laughs> which we will do later but johnny let's start with this this is uh so it's not going to seem like huge news but it, this is this is a, a a pretty big deal today the nfl announced compensatory pick selections now what i'm sure a lot of you know what a compensatory pick is i'm sure even more of you like know that they exist but don't know the specifics about it Basically, what a compensatory draft pick is, if you look up the NFL draft online, like for any year, starting at the end of the third round, you'll see these like blue picks, at least in the Wikipedia page that I'm sure we all reference. I hope it's not just me, but there's like these blue shaded picks that are called compensatory picks, which essentially teams are given these picks as a result of losing valuable free agents without replacing them. So basically, if you lose three three like notable high paid free agents unrestricted free agents and you replace them with three players you don't get one of these picks the rams have gotten a good amount of these picks in recent years because uh they've been acquiring most of their players through trades uh brandon cooks jalen ramsey sammy watkins for example and then losing guys in free agency a la sammy watkins jermaine johnson guys that have been getting paid a lot of money so we've been we've been uh, two less creeds credit. You could you could blame you could uh, throw some shade at him for trading picks to get players and losing out on a lot of first round picks. But at the same time, he's he's getting draft equity back because he's trading for guys and not um, and not just signing them out in free agency. So this year, for what we're talking about here, we lost. LaMarcus Joyner, Roger Saffold were the players that factored into this. We signed Clay Matthews, who canceled out uh, LaMarcus Joyner there. But we were expected to get a fourth-round pick for um, 
we were expecting to get a fourth round pick for Roger Saffold. This has been what's being guessed from over the cap for month or months or estimated. We kind of all assume that and we got surprised. The Rams got a third round pick, which was not expected. So basically this means we still don't have a pick on day one, but we have three picks on day two now rather than two. We're drafting 54, 84, and 104. Now, Johnny, there we're going to talk about cap space later. Uh, there's there's some holes on this team that need to be filled. We're going to lose some free agency, some free agents, uh, obviously because we don't have the cap space to keep everybody. This is a huge deal that this pick essentially got upped by about forty spots in the draft. Uh, we expected this to be late, late, late in the fourth round. This is actually really huge news because. You know, I I don't know about you, but uh, I think Les Snead has done a very good job at, you know, doing great good picks in the NFL draft. So anytime you get any more draft capital for Les Snead, I think it's better whether he uses it on the draft or maybe even trades it for a player. You never know with Les Snead. But I think that even it, it might even end up surprising Snead how you know how high of a pick because i i think the consensus was uh, originally that the rams were going to get a fourth round pick so the fact that they got up to a third round pick that's pretty substantial yeah fourth, you know, fourth round pick was what was expected yeah so you know to have it you know bump up all the way to a third round pick you know now now you have a little bit more draft uh capital to work with and even higher than you were expecting so uh now you have even more ammunition for less need and that's basically what you what you can get out of this is you have more ammunition for sneed yeah and look man he's he's been overall i think a, a success as a drafter kind of an overwhelming success but getting more picks gives you more chances to to take risks when you're drafting uh, you look at the 2012 draft, what they did on day two. Brian Quick, Janoris Jenkins, Isaiah Pede, Tremaine Johnson. Two of those guys wound up being extremely important starters of the Rams for multiple seasons, and two of them didn't work out. That's when you when you have these extra assets, you can t- you can get a little risky there, um, and and that's just going to kind of help you open things up. Same thing, 2014, Lamarcus Joyner, Trey Mason, one guy produced for years. One guy didn't quite pan out. 2015, Rob Havenstein, Jamon Brown, Sean Mannion. <laughs> I don't really even need to get in depth there. Uh, then 2007. <laughs> then you have a t- year like 2017, Gerald Everett, Cooper Cup, John Johnson. I mean, you get that compensatory pick that that winds up being uh, John Johnson, basically, and that's that's a huge. Just you get that pick for free, and you're able to take John Johnson, who we hope will be a starting safety for years to come. Uh, get, getting these picks is, is a big deal, and uh, we've been getting them for a while. It, it's important to have, but it, it's, it, like as I mentioned, it gives you chances to be a little more flexible on day three when you or day two, I mean, when you have a third pick, and we expected this to be a day three, fourth round pick. So 
this is a big deal. It's a big, it's a big win for the Rams. Uh, a stroke of luck that we desperately needed because we haven't had a lot of it over the past year. Yeah, not at all. And you know, at this point, especially considering the you know the less capital that they have and the um, salary cap issues, Rams can will take anything they can get. You get in if you if you draft well. You get a good cap-controlled player for a couple of years. And last year we took Taylor Rapp. Our, our day two picks last year because we traded back like 90 times and picked up a couple extra picks. And we had a compensatory pick that we used on Bobby Evans. We picked up Taylor Rapp, Daryl Henderson, David Long, and Bobby Evans. I mean, Taylor Rapp we know is going to be a player. Bobby Evans, we we I think he'll be a player. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if that's a consensus. Uh, and then... Daryl Henderson and David Long, those weren't players at the time you needed, but you're going to get a chance to develop those guys because you had the extra picks. Uh, David Long, I think we both liked a lot coming out of college. It's it's too early to tell with him. He really didn't get a chance last year. Uh, and uh, Daryl Henderson, obviously, he showed flashes. I don't, depending on whether or not Todd Gurley's here, will make make or break how much of a chance he's going to have to impact this team. But it it. it Having those picks allowed you to be flexible and take a guy like Daryl Henderson, somebody who you really liked, and like, yeah, he wasn't the most important need, but he might have been a need last year if Todd Gurley was a doomsday scenario with his health. So it's exciting. I, I'm really happy about it. And when draft season comes around, we'll we'll talk about it more. Um, let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about free agency. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Before we talk about free agency, let me talk to you about no, we're not we're not getting another ad. But we did forget to talk about Jojo Natson, uh waived by the Rams today. This was pretty surprising because he was gonna be an un or a restricted free agent, meaning the Rams could put a tender on him, essentially guaranteeing that he'll be on the team next year, but it seems like they they do not want him on the team next year by this move because he would have been here on a pretty cheap deal. Yeah, it's pretty significant that the Rams just outright waived him at this point because it wouldn't have taken a lot. I highly doubt there was going to be a team out there that would have challenged for him, but it, it doesn't surprise me at all because we've been waiting for Natson to become this you know, amazing return specialist, and he just hasn't really turned that corner which is disappointing considering that they gave up on Farrell Cooper in order to, you know, make way for, for Jojo Natson. That's something that didn't work out, unfortunately. But at the same time, you, you, you got to look at it this way. With the current returners that they were using, and there's no guarantee that the Rams are going to roll with, you know, guys like Daryl Henderson 
or Nasimba Webster next year as the return specialist, they could look for another guy free agency or more likely uh, the 2020 NFL draft. But if you even if you decide to roll with Henderson or Webster, at least both of these guys have an upside at another position. Right. With with Natson, that that's all you got. You know, you don't want to see Natson out there as a wide receiver. It, it's not going to work out in your favor. Webster has some potential, although I, I wouldn't necessarily want him out there as a, you know, as a starter or somebody that contributes a lot, but at least you feel a little more comfortable than Natson. And we already know Henderson is going to have an important, you know, a semi-important role at least with the team. So there's that. So am I at all surprised? Not necessarily, but uh, I have to say I like that they're making the moves early. This way it kind of gives a direction as to where the Rams are going to go. And I have a feeling that they're going to try and address this position, you know, in the NFL draft, whether they go out and look for a speedy receiver or running back or heck, maybe even a cornerback. You never know. But this is uh, this is significant, and uh, I I do wish JoJo Natson the best of luck. He seemed like a nice guy, um, but yeah, likely he's not going to be back in a Rams uni next season. No, it's good. It's better for him for them to just let him go if they don't have any intention of keeping him, rather than tender him and beat around the bush there. Now he can go pick where he wants to play. Uh, but I yeah, I. I, yeah, I think you hit all the points there with the positional stuff. And Nasimba Webster, he he's a backup wide receiver. JoJo Natson's not really even on the depth chart. Uh, he will play in absolute emergencies. And look, I don't think there is much of a difference between Webster and Natson. And Webster can play another position, and he'll be cheaper. He'll be and not that Natson would have broken the bank, but we're counting pennies here uh, with our cap space, and Webster is going to end up being cheaper than JoJo Natson would have been. Well, best of luck to JoJo. I agree. Um, I, I don't think they're going to address this. I think it's just going to be Webster. Um, unless, like, if, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, unless a really good receiver falls to them in the draft, I don't really see them addressing receiver. Maybe on, on day three at some point. But, like unless somebody legit falls into the third round, and at that case you take him, uh, I think if there's somebody who like you have graded out as a high second, low first round pick that's there late, you just take him and worry about it later. Uh, maybe you trade Josh Reynolds, pick up some compensation later in the draft. But this is a really, from what I'm told, this is a really deep receiver draft. So you never know what'll happen. Oh, well, that too, and they they have also been. Uh interviewing running backs so that's yeah that's an idea also now just because they interview guys and in, in the combine doesn't necessarily mean they'll end up drafting him but it shows that they have like at least somewhat of an interest in the guy or else they won't waste their time so right. it doesn't necessarily have to be a receiver could be that they're targeting running backs to maybe take that spot you know you never know but yeah. uh like you said this is a very deep receiver draft, so who knows? Maybe they do end up trading Josh Reynolds, and anything's absolutely anything's possible with less need. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see them really drafting a receiver, but like I like we just said, 
it's deep and I'm sure they're going to do their homework. And if, if somebody falls, look, you're all going to hate to hear this, but Cooper cup is in a contract year and Brandon cooks might be untradeable. Uh, so I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I don't see both Cooper cup and Brandon cooks on the team in 2021. And to tell you the truth, it might be 50, 50 as to which one's going to be gone. Uh, it, this is a topic we will talk about much later, but keep that in the back of your mind in case something does happen at the receiver position. Um, anywho, free agency's coming up. The Rams are expected to have about 22 million in cap space. Probably lose maybe maybe three three million or so of that after the draft. Maybe a little less than that because we don't have a first round pick, but. A big topic of the offseason, Johnny, was that a lot of people have kind of been speaking a Jared Goff restructure into existence, or at least attempting to. Uh, there was a lot to make. There was a lot to make sense. You would have been able to convert some money uh, into signing bonuses later in the contract, uh, and essentially free up sixteen million in cap space if you did what was proposed on restructuring the deal. Jared Goff has a $36 million cap hit this year, which is a lot uh, for a guy that, quite frankly, regressed a little last year. So you hope hope he improves. But Les Snead was asked about this on the Rams Revealed podcast, which, guys, full disclosure, I did not listen to. I just saw this quote uh, from Cam, my comrade at Ramswire. But this is what he said when it came to restructuring. When you open up a contract to get cap space today, what it will eventually do is take more cap space than the original contract takes up in future years. So let's say his cap space is 100, 100 million for the next five years. If you open up that 100 million today and put in a signing bonus, we now have to spread 100 million over the next four years. So ultimately, the cap space goes from, from 100 to 125 over the next four years. Very simple math. Eventually, eventually it's a short term solution. Again, 2020 is important. But you've heard the deal, kick the can down the road. That's ultimately trying to put in math what that means. I know today we're all going to get emotional and go, oh, no, no, just worry about 20. But when 20 is gone and it's over and we're never getting 2020 back again, then we then we do know that 2021 will become a priority. And at that point, you're like, well, what do you mean? Why would you do that? That was not the wise, sound thing to do. Essentially what Les need. I mean, he essentially said what he essentially said, but he it basically from that quote, it's pretty telling that he probably, I'm sure they evaluate all their options, but he is not losing sleep over not restructuring anybody. And look, in a way, I I don't think it's that bad a move. Uh, you have a couple massive contracts. Uh, if you were like, personally i i think this team is in pretty good shape and i think last year was really just a down year and if jared goff can bounce back and some of our young offensive linemen can develop we can be right back in the hunt next year uh and like look you have a lot of money tied up in four guys probably going to be five when general ramsey gets a new contract which i think we all expect to happen if you can, if you're confident that the roster is is good enough to get through the year, and also that you have a lot of long term money 
lined up in a lot of guys, you're probably not going to throw a huge long-term contract at a new free agent or multiple free agents. I, I don't think it's a, it's a terrible move to just stick with what you got. Um, obviously would have freed up some things and really helped us, but I, I think they have a plan. I'm sure they thought about it. And, uh, unless it was a case of Jared Goff just flat out saying no and less need saying just covering it up, uh, which I don't think it was, that would really be the only, like that, I, I, I don't know where I was going with that thought. But basically, I, I don't think this is a bad approach, and we we have a lot of money tied up in contracts. Kicking $16 million to Jared Goff down the road might not be the best move because, you know what, maybe he has another bad year. It's possible, and then you have more money tied up in the future. Right, right now, as it stands... You have a potential out after the 2022 season where you'd have $5 million in debt cap. I'm sure that would change if you restructured this contract heavily. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. I, I think this is the right approach. It's not the glamorous approach that you want to see in the offseason, especially so early in the offseason, because this essentially tells you that the Rams aren't going to do a whole lot. And for Rams fans we're pretty used to the uh the busy offseason saying that oh Les Snead just traded for this guy or he signed this guy and that's that's kind of the offseason that Rams fans have been used to so for him to kind of take this approach is a little shocking and seeing the needs that the Rams have that's where I think is the distracting point. In a way, Les Need is also kind of backtracking a bit because he kind of has to. There isn't a lot to work with. And at this point, you know, there is talent still on this team, and this is still a pretty good team. But to, you know, add the necessary players to make this like a Super Bowl winning team is going to take a lot of money that the Rams just simply don't have. Doesn't mean that the Rams can't develop because at the moment we only know of what we saw in 2019. Players develop, players improve, and that's at this point what the Rams have to hope for. And I think that's kind of the message that Snead is trying to get across without sounding so Debbie Downer. So I think overall what you need to take away from this is you don't want to lock away so much money in the future. Because right now, yeah, money's kind of dead. But if you make this a temporary solution that's going to backfire in the long run, you're just going to end up making it worse for the franchise for years to come. That's not what you want. Yeah. And like, like there's, there's still right now, I think on the Rams and it might be Homer goggles. There's a lot of young guys with potential. uh, And there's a lot of good players under contract and a lot of players that regress a little bit last year that you hope will bounce back. There's the alternate where they continue to regress, but 
you hope they bounce back. Um, and like, I, honestly, this is a team that has a lot of needs, but, but at the same time, like it, a lot is going to depend on the, if the improvements we saw in the offensive line at the end of last year were real, but like, if if that offensive line can bounce back, I, there's not many like huge glaring holes on this team. I mean, the the big hole, assuming if we can't keep Littleton and Fowler, is going to be edge rusher and inside linebacker, and you probably address those needs uh, through the draft. You, if Littleton walks, I'm guessing you get a replacement level player for him uh, on a on a middling middling salary. Um, but we'll see. I, I don't think it's it's doomsday. And look, one thing to keep in mind, and Derek mentioned this in the pod uh, this week, there will more than likely be a cap spike next offseason uh, in 2021. And the Rams have a potential out with Brandon Cooks of his of his massive contract. Uh, they, they take $13 million in dead cap, which is a lot. But... Maybe unless he's mine, he's thinking. Look, if Cooks has another bad year, that sixteen million we could have pushed back with Jared Goff. That we're not pushing back, we can take that money that we didn't like add into the cap. The cap's going to spike. Even eating that thirteen million dollars from Brandon Cooks could result in important cap space to ex- either extend Jalen Ramsey or to sign some new new players, fresh blood. Uh, Cooper Cup, John Johnson are going to be coming up in, in, on extensions. If they perform as we expect next year, we're going to want to keep those guys around. So uh, I, I don't think it's the worst move not to do this. And uh, quite frankly, the Rams have a lot of long-term money tied up, and I don't think I don't know if they make any long-term moves this offseason. Um, we didn't franchise anyone. I don't really think that's surprising. I don't think they had the money to do it. Um, Johnny, so I mentioned we had about $22 million in cap space. Notable free agents right now for the Rams. Corey Littleton, Dante Fowler, Michael Brockers, Austin Blythe, Andrew Whitworth, Greg Zerline. Right now, I, I guess, like, what do, you, what do you hope the Rams do with this cap space? And what do you expect to happen? We'll start with hope. What do you hope? I hope to find I hope they find a way to bring back Corey Littleton. I think out of everyone there, this is a guy that's one of the harder positions to find. You know, Corey Littleton is is a very special player. He's one of the more reliable guys on the team. And I, I would hope that they could find a way to bring him back. It's gonna cost them though. And Quite frankly, I don't know if they have enough to bring him back and sign a few others. So I think that might be a dream. Uh, but for me personally, I'm hoping to bring him back. And my next one would probably be uh, Andrew Whitworth. And I'm thinking to myself that there's no way that they're going to have enough space to be able to sign both. Littleton and Whitworth along with having to sign the draft class and potentially any other person that they want to bring back. So that might just be a fantasy in my mind, but 
if I had to pick somebody for the dream, uh, it would have to be Littleton and a, a second shout out to uh, Whitworth. I I have the same same dream, and I think it's also important to note. I I I'm not one hundred percent sure this math is right, but based on what I just counted, the Rams have fifty four players under contract for twenty twenty. So it's not like you know if if they signed Corey Littleton and Andrew Whitworth, and that was all of their cap space outside of what they're going to pay draft picks, like they're they're not going to need to really like go around the margins and pick up a bunch of guys on minimum deals that's going to add to the contract. They don't need to do that. They have enough players on the roster. Now, like, we're talking guys like Ethan Wolf, Ja'Kai Polite, Jeremiah Cologne, uh, guys that probably will not be on the team. Uh, but, like, you're not going to have to fill out the roster, so to speak, which uh, in, other, in other sports you have to do. So that's a dream. Corey Littleton, Andrew Oberth. If that were to happen, like you're talking, Littleton probably gets twelve million a year, and Whitworth gets between six to seven. Which I don't, I Johnny, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's likely that they keep Littleton, honestly. And I hate to say it, that's your goal. And if you could get something done where it's not going to cripple you long term, and you can keep him around, you do it. You absolutely get it done. I would love, I but I also don't know what the market is going to be. And I think it's going to be a high market. If you could keep, if you could get this guy at, he's calculated market value on spot track right now is $12.2 million. Look, if you can get him for that price on a four year deal, you fucking do it. Absolutely. No questions asked. Uh, he's a great player. He's earned that money. He's an important part of the defense and it's going to be a lot easier to keep him around than to replace him. And if you get him at that price, man, I think it's doable to keep Whitworth. I, I, I honestly think we've, we've paid him handsomely over the last couple of years. I think he, I, like if he could get, I don't know, six, six million from the Rams or I don't know, eight, eight and a half million from Detroit, just to throw out a name. Like I don't think he's leaving. I think I think if we offer him at least like six million, I think he stays ultimately. I don't think he wants to go anywhere. I think he's happy in LA. He's happy with the team. He loves being here. And I maybe that's Homer speak, but like at his age, I don't really see him chasing like I know it's gonna sound ridiculous, but like an extra two, three million dollars to us, that's insane. But to a guy who's made as much money as Whitworth, I, I don't think he's gonna chase that. And I think he, I, I think it's possible, but my my brain is telling me we spend that cast space on Andrew Whitworth, Austin Blythe, and a replacement for Corey Littleton. You know, I, I would love to see you two to three million. <laughs> I agree. Uh, in my lifetime, but I would love to see that. I. I, I think that you're right in a sense that it's doable. However, I don't know if I can agree that Whitworth will be that cheap. You know, six to seven million. If if the Rams are able to sign Whitworth for six to seven million, that is like the best signing that the Rams could possibly do. And I hope that, you know, Sneed pulls that trigger in a millisecond. 
Like that, that would be amazing. But that being said, I think Whitworth should be the uh, should be one of the top priorities for sure. And it all ultimately depends on if the Rams could actually swing a deal for for Littleton. I know there's a lot of teams eyeing him for good reason, and I, I think he's just going to be too much. So um, while I would love to have Littleton back and Fowler for that matter, uh, I don't think either of them are coming back. And I would be okay with bringing back uh, Whitworth, um, Blythe. I guess you you could definitely give uh, get him if you're not signing Littleton. And then I don't know, maybe Greg Zerloin. Yeah, I'd love to keep Zerline. I don't I don't know why, but. It feels like to me, it just feels like he's not coming back. I don't, I don't know why. I've just had this feeling for a while. Uh, he's not. Fit. I mean, I, I mean, how much money do you think Whitworth will get? Man, he's he's thirty eight years old. I'm thinking he's gonna probably ask between eight to ten million. I yeah, I know he's 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 an old guy, but he's still one of the solid left tackles in the league. He's easily a top ten guy. Eh, I don't know about that. You don't. You wouldn't consider him top ten. Well, here, here's the problem, Johnny. I, I I'm going to be honest. I'm always honest with you guys. I don't know enough about left tackles from other teams to make that call. Like I, I don't. I, I honestly have no clue. But he, I, if I were to guess, I would say he's probably in the eleven to fifteen or so range. I don't know. He, he wasn't fantastic last year. Uh, he, he pulled himself together at the end of the year, but. He got called for a lot of penalties, and he he wasn't wasn't great. Uh, he was good. He was our best lineman. But um, you know, if I went to a gym with a bunch of sixth graders, I'd be the best basketball player on the court. It, it doesn't mean a ton. I I, I think uh, you shouldn't be uh, <laughs> working out with uh, sixth graders. Just saying. <laughs> uh. Yeah, eight eight million is probably more reasonable than what I'm saying. Um, would you want Austin Blythe back? Like, you didn't sound thrilled. I. It's hard to say because I think Blythe back is better than not having anyone back. Like, I wouldn't want Brian Allen to be our starting center. That, you know, that being no. said. I would love it. You know, I've always been high on Brian Allen. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> you you're you're pro Allen here. But but Blythe is uh it's hard to it's hard to know what Austin Blythe is coming back. And I hope that you know, Blythe wouldn't be that expensive to begin with. But yeah, the chances are if, if Blythe doesn't come back, Allen is your starting center next year and I'm just not that thrilled about that so that's kind of why I kind of want Blythe back even though he's not you know the most exciting guy yeah and I think if if Littleton and Fowler who I'd be really shocked if Fowler's back uh, if both those guys are gone I think you throw five six million at Blythe maybe even overpay him on a one-year deal just to settle that up uh, because look, he he was fine to center. He was pretty good at center last year, uh, and Brian Allen to me was not. I, I wouldn't be confident going into the season with him. And 
I, I don't know, but there's a lot of promising linemen, but like I don't really think they're going to shift like David Edwards or Bobby Evans or Nopum over to center. So I, I would love – I don't know about love. I would like to have Blythe back. Uh, Michael Brocker is, is – he ain't coming back. No way. And, and one, one uh, decision they have to make, they could cut Nickel Roby Coleman and save $4.5 million. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like they're going to. And I, I think that's probably the right move. Yeah, I, I wouldn't cut him at this point just because, you know, $3.5 million, while it, at, I know the Rams are kind of pinching pennies at this point, in the grand scheme of things, I think you, you want to keep Nickel Roby Coleman. Uh, he, he's been solid for us uh, this past season. And I think lining him up uh, alongside, you know, uh, Ramsey and Hill, this is, you know, these are the guys you want starting. So, uh, you know, having him being that slot corner, I, I think he, he's something you want to have, especially considering you, you don't know what you're getting up front, especially, you know, with free agency looming. If if you, if you cut... Um... I'm going to look up the free agency dates real quick while I'm talking. But if you, if you cut Nickel Roby Coleman, you got to have a a deal in place for Corey Littleton. Um, so from the 16th to the 18th, uh, teams are able to begin negotiations with players. I think it's called the legal tampering period. First of all, if you're not tampering today – uh, then you should lose your job. Okay, it's 2020. Everybody tampers, tamper, tamper away. Um, and I, I think you. So the Rams have to make a decision on Nickel Ruby Coleman by the 18th. I think you you get with Corey Littleton. You get with Dante Fowler if you want. You talk through these contracts. If you can come to an agreement with Littleton that you like and you want to have that 4.5 million cap space, then you cut him. Uh, or if you need that money to make the deal work, uh, let's say they they want to do the Littleton. Let's say this: if you could if you could get Corey Littleton on a long term deal and keep Andrew Whitworth, but at the expense of Nick Elroby Coleman, would you be okay with it? Yeah, I I, I would say so. I it, it would be tough. I will say. Um, I would think at that point you'd have to be really comfortable with David Long maybe taking that that position uh, instead of Nicole Roby Coleman. But I mean, hey, you know, Long is supposed to be uh, the future of of the Rams. You know, we he was highly touted coming out of college and somebody we were really uh, wanting to see shine. So. Uh, I mean, theoretically, that's doable. I mean, I still would prefer to have Roby Coleman, uh, but if it means to bring back, you know, Littleton, why not? Yeah. Yeah, if it has to be done, it has to be done. Um, I, I think, and this is based on, like, really nothing, but it seems like the Rams are going to be prioritizing their internal guys. 
by the way, Pro Football Focus has Corey Littleton as the 16th best available free agent. About half the guys ahead of him are quarterbacks, so uh, he's probably going to get some money. But like, do you, yeah. Do you think there's a chance that like they kind of shock any everybody and throw eight figures at somebody not on the roster? Uh, it seem it seems unlikely. If anything, I think they'll they'll find some vets on cheapish deals like they did with Weddle uh, and Matthews. But even that, you can really only afford to bring in one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, it it, it kind of depends on you know how much they really love the free agent, and I would like to go shopping, as it were. But I think the the priority is to kind of keep, you know, the goods that the Rams have uh, or at least about to walk out the door and uh, see what they can scrounge up. I, I think it also depends on how they feel about certain guys, you know, guys like Micah Kaiser, you know, yep. uh, if, if they're still high on the guy, which – to be quite frank, I, I, I'm not really that high on Micah Kaiser. But if they still feel like he can be that starting guy, maybe they don't need to kind of get like mid-tiered guys and maybe they can go and shoot for the moon for the, you know, prized free agents. You know, uh, maybe a guy like a, a Brandon Sheriff, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe a Derek Wolf, you know. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I, if, if they're gonna spend a good amount of money, I think I think you spend it on Littleton. Um, maybe maybe you bring in a lot lineman long term, but I don't know. It, it, that that feels like like the move the move to make is if you're gonna spend money, spend it on Corey. Um, how would you feel if the curveball there was a curveball and they threw? I don't know, forty-eight million over four years. Is that Dante Fowler. Oof. I. You see, that's hard because Steve, you know that I was on board to getting Dante Fowler to begin with. Yeah. I was excited when the Rams brought him in, and I was ecstatic that they brought him back last season. Uh, I thought it was a little high, to be honest, but it worked out in the end, so I guess it didn't matter. Uh, but the thing is, I like Dante Fowler a lot, but I don't know if you want to throw that kind of money at him just because he has an injury history. He while he had amazing stats, a lot of that was kind of, you know, front loaded at the beginning of the season and he kind of fizzled out at the end. Still, still a presence. Don't get me wrong, but that's the kind of money you give to the elite of the elite. And I don't know if I'd be willing to give that to Fowler at this moment. I think if the Rams have that luxury and they have a great team they have money to spend, go for it. But at this moment, I would rather invest that kind of money in Littleton because you, you can't find guys like Littleton. He's truly worth the money. And I don't think 
I, I think whoever ends up with Littleton, whether it be the Rams or any other team out there, probably the Packers, um, is going to be really happy with having him on the team. And if if you if you're going to invest big long term money into a defensive lineman at this point, they have to be a really really top tier elite guy because like you could say you you got to put strong talent on that defensive line around Aaron Donald to take the pressure off him. Let's be real, Johnny. You could put me, you, and Derek out there next to Aaron Donald, and it wouldn't affect the way they to block him. They're already double, triple teaming this guy basically every play. Uh, it's it's nice to have a guy as talented as Dante Fowler, but you got Samson Ibukam and, and Clay Matthews and Sebastian Joseph Day. I mean, I, I, it doesn't sound great, but you're still going to get some pressure on him. And I think I think if they or they, I'm, I think they definitely will add some kind of defensive lineman with one of those three picks on day two. But yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't think Fowler, I think he's good enough to earn that kind of money, but we shouldn't be spending our money there given what our cap situation is. No, nah, no, nah, absolutely not. And by the way, I would love to see you line up as a defensive lineman. <laughs> you know, when when I played football growing up, I I genuinely think uh, that was my best position. The problem was <laughs> because because honestly, I I look not not that I could do if I played defensive line in the NFL, I would I would get destroyed every play. Uh, but like I my swim move was pretty good. The problem was I was like a hundred ten pounds as a freshman. And I was trying to line up. I was maybe that that might have been a little low, but I was trying to line up a defensive line. So if we were playing a team with small defensive linemen, it's not like JV freshman football. Like I could, I could get some things done. Uh, I could get a little pressure occasionally. If we were playing normal size linemen, I would get destroyed. Uh, <laughs> but there's my defensive line story. Anywho, Johnny, it's time. Give me your thoughts on this logo endeavor. Oh, boy. So, for those of you that didn't see it, I actually made kind of a satirical uh, article about how to piss off Rams fans. And uh, <laughs> I actually got a few few fans, like, uh, really upset with me about how I'm, like, sharing fake news. And I'm like, dude, I'm not... I'm I'm not the one that leaked the logo. Why are you mad at me? <laughs> but um, and I did. But before we before we continue, one thing, a piece of context that's important to note: the 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 like quote unquote HQ image of the logo that's out there is a fan made recreation of the logo from the helmet. So or the the hat the hat that leaked. So while it seems like the hat is a real hat. The logo that's going on there is just somebody rendering that logo into a real thing. Yeah. And <laughs> here's the thing. Does any of us really know that the logo in question is going to be the Rams' new logo? And the answer is no. None of us know for 100% fact that this is the logo. It isn't until... The Rams themselves unveiled the logo. Now, 
it has been confirmed by media. And that that does have some sort of merit to it because, you know, news like this does happen all the time with confirmation from media. And sometimes it ends up being true. Sometimes it could be a misunderstanding. And we still don't know at the moment because the Rams have not confirmed or denied this logo. But they're doing a really good job at milking it, though. <laughs> now, yes, <laughs> to answer are. your question, <laughs> to answer your question now, what do I think of the logo in question? It is fucking ugly. It is like literally one of the worst things I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of different concept logos for the Rams. It wasn't even like necessarily during this time period where. People are guessing the new logo. I've seen like different concept arts for Ram logos, and this is by far the worst one I've ever seen. It looks very poorly done. Something that maybe a, a high school graphic designer would do, you know, just experimenting on Photoshop for the first time. It looks that awful. And I'm hoping and praying that it's not the logo. But we'll see. I, and I wouldn't put it past, you know, the Rams, especially Kevin Demoff, that they may be in cahoots with the media to do this troll. Really, would, would you put it past <laughs> them? No, I wouldn't. Uh, look, I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not going to be as harsh as everyone else on this. I, I, I don't like this logo. I, to me, it... It looks like if you were starting a company and needed to upload a temporary logo with your initials, but wanted to add some flair to it, uh, it's just really, it, it's just really uninspiring. Um, I hope it's an alternate logo, uh, but to me, like if this hat is real, if you look at a logo. And your first thought is, is that a Rams or a Chargers logo? You fucked up. Like, you fucked up. Like, that shouldn't be a thought that comes into your head when you see a Rams logo. You know what I mean? Like, like I get the neon and the colors kind of throw it off and make it look like a Chargers logo. But it shouldn't matter. You should be able to have Chargers colors on a Rams logo and still recognize the team. Like, I, I hope that this hat is real and they saw what it looks like, the final product. Realize that it could be mistaken for Chargers logo and just restarted uh, because like, well, I don't think it looks like that horrible. Uh, at least at least the rendering someone did. It's just so bland, bland and like basic and bland. And I don't I don't I love the old logo and I don't think there's a need to change it. Now, that being said, if they nail the jerseys and keep the horns on the helmet, which I can't imagine they change. uh like I, I would be stunned if that happened. Then so be it. I personally, I don't really care that much about the logo, the jerseys, and the helmet is what matters to me the most. Well, for sure, that I I think that's absolutely a good point. That you you definitely want to keep the jerseys and the helmets looking as pristine as possible. And uh, if that logo touches any of that. Um, then we're we're gonna probably have some problems, but um, Steve, I think you're being really generous 
I, I think we're seeing a new side of Steve. I think he's being really nice. Uh, well, like to me, to me, the bigger problem than what the logo looks like is that it looks like a Chargers logo. Like that yes. shouldn't happen. That that should not happen. You know what I mean? Like imagine if the Mets came out with a, a logo, or, or let, let's do this. Imagine if the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim came out with a logo that was just the the Dodgers LA, but just with an extra A on it. I mean, like, <laughs> like you shouldn't be able to mistake it for the other team in town. Like that, that just it should be so far away from the realm of possibility. And like, if if this is a real thing, I don't know how you how you fucked it up in that regard. If you just released a bad logo, it's a bad logo. You know what? Like it happens. The 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 Browns have shitty jerseys. It happens, but at least they still look like the fucking Browns. You shouldn't look like the team you're sharing a stadium with. Yeah, that's. I mean, that would be an interesting uh, game. It's like I think it's the Rams versus the Chargers, but I'm not sure. Maybe it's the Chargers versus the Chargers. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Every, every there's not a ton of them, but like every town with two sports teams, you can like their logos and their colors are so far away from each other, uh, like. The Dodgers and Angels, the the Clippers and the Lakers, uh, the Yankees and the Mets, the Jets and the Giants, the Knicks and the Nets. Um, these, like, the Rams already have close colors to the Chargers. They're not exactly the same. But you need to make sure there is absolutely no chance you can mix up the logos because you don't want somebody walking into a Models as a Rams fan. Do they have Models in California? Probably the hell not, is right? a <laughs> you don't want somebody walking into a Dick Sporting Goods wanting okay, to pick up <laughs> wanting to pick up a Rams gear as a Rams fan and accidentally buying the other team because your shit looks too similar. Like what are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? I I I gotta look that up now. What the what the hell is a model? <laughs> it's it's New York Dick Sporting Goods. Uh it's just it's just that kind of store. They got them all over New York City. Sounds fancy. Gotta go. It's not. It is not fancy whatsoever. <laughs> it's it's less it fancy sounds... than Dick's, I would say. You know, to tell you the truth, I I've never actually spent a lot of time in a Dick's Sporting Goods. I, you know, I I think I've been there make maybe all of two or three times in my life. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> hey, if they want to sponsor us. Uh, I mean, I really haven't either. Uh, we had a place called Sports Authority, which is definitely not a chain. Or a big one, at least. In my hometown. Uh, yeah. We, we had Sports Authority here, too. Ah, all right. I think Dix is kind of overrunning them. But, yeah, that's what, that was my hometown. Model, Models is, uh, I, think, I think it's a New York, New Jersey thing. It wasn't a Connecticut thing. Hmm. Interesting. But they sponsored the Yankees, so they, that was their biggest thing. All right. Uh, we had that a keep to leave quote, but we'll save that for later. You got anything to, to cap this off, our logo discussion? Guys, uh, let's not uh, burn Ram jerseys. 
Let's not say that I'm not giving you a single penny until you change our logo back because we don't know. We don't know the logo. Just calm down. Um, you know, hopefully this isn't the logo, but we'll see. You know, it is. We won't know for sure until probably the NFL draft, and even then. And and uh, like hon- honestly, how how much? Like guys, how how much Rams merchandise do you have? that has that Rams logo on it. Cause I, I, I have, I have a lot of merch and I think I have one t-shirt with that. Um, but anyways, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, don't forget, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, at C Rivero, at Johnny five, not six and at talk Rams, uh, enter the contest, get the five star review. And we'll be back next week. Talk free agency. What's up everybody. Finally got that cat I've been talking about, but I never had one before. Any tips? This episode is sponsored by Schwans.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.